0: Hi, I'm Samantha Bagayas. Welcome to Making Space, rapper's podcast on gender, health, education, and everything in between. All over the world, countries are scrambling to find their footing as the coronavirus pandemic continues to pose immense challenges. Several women leaders, however, have stood out for their speedy, commonsensical, compassionate approach to protecting their communities from the pandemic and its social and economic impact. In the Philippines, we've seen women leaders who got things moving during the crisis. They're open to creative solutions and collaboration, and appreciate data and planning. There's Vice President Lenny Robredo, for instance. And there's also Mayor Trina Firmula Fabic of Adyongan Romblon, and Mayor Kisal Lagman Minister of, of Tobacco Albay. Both mayors are members of Angat Bayi, a group that recognizes the fundamental value of women's political participation and governance. They talked to us about how they navigated through this crisis in stark contrast to how strong men leaders would have done it. Hello, Mayor Trina and Mayor Kisal. How are you? Hi, Samantha. We're good. Hi. How about you, Mayor Kiselle? hello hello so um first off um i know both Odiongan and tabaco don't have new positive cases even when residents came home recently through the balik Provincia program it's taken a lot to achieve this feat when you first heard of the pandemic um how did you think of a response that was best
1: for your community well samantha um tabaco city as a city we do not only cater to uh, but since we are in the center of uh, the 1st District of Albay, we also cater to the rest of uh, the other five uh, municipalities of Albay as well as the province of Catanduanes. So when we first heard about this um, pandemic, the first response was, let's uh, talk about it and let's make a plan. So ang una ginawa, the first thing that we did was to understand more about uh, the coronavirus, how it is spread, and what can people do to prevent the, the spread of the infection. And uh, that did not mean only meeting with uh, the LGU tobacco, but also with our neighboring municipalities. Because the effort should be um, uh, just a one approach to uh, minimize or even um, prevent the, um, uh, the infection from spreading. Um, uh, and uh, and so um, it's good that we have a very strong group called the Area Development Team in Tabaco, and uh, I am the um, I am the elected um, mayor that um, heads the team. This year we change every now and then, every two years I think on term namin So um, aside from just calling Tabaco, we called for the meeting of all the mayors, planning officers, DRRM officers, health officers of the whole 1st District of Albay, So the decision had to be one decision, one uh, uh, set of protocols and guidelines. Wala pa Before there were no uh, protocols or guidelines coming from uh, the IATF. So we had to move uh, at the local level and make our own uh, guidelines, uh, initially make our own guidelines.
0: Okay, how about you Tina?
2: I think it's very similar to what Mary Criselle is saying, uh, wherein unlike other events or calamities where we already had experience and training on what to do, this was entirely new for us. So we brought everyone together and discussed what was happening. We got everyone on board by sharing information and inviting specialists. And we got opinions on what should be done. So similar to what Mary Criselle said, there were no protocols uh, coming from uh, the national government. So we had to uh, initially... You know, come up with our own, right. although there mm-hmm. are directives, but to flesh that out it was such a challenge. So really, uh, consultation was very instrumental uh, as a first response. We created the task force, came up with a system for arrivals, for checkpoints, and other things. Uh, it was also very important for us to let the public know what was happening and what they should do. So uh, one of the first responses in a pandemic or any similar situation should always be information. So providing that information uh, is key in a situation like this so that the public is well-informed, uh, they know what to do, nobody panics and everyone is, is in sync.
0: Um, we've noticed how this pandemic isn't just a health problem but even an economic one. So the lockdowns forced most businesses and workplaces to close. Um, realizing this, how did you prioritize what steps to take?
2: So when we, we uh, went through the problem, we really saw that uh, it's a two-pronged problem. So it's the, the health side and then the economic dimension. So as you mentioned, there was really a strong economic impact uh, due to the community quarantine or the lockdowns. So it was very important for us to be able to kind of support and help the economy along, especially the businesses, especially the small. Uh, in medium-scale businesses, so uh, our Sangguniang Bayan or our legislative arm uh, passed an ordinance giving discounts on taxes and rental rates uh, for government properties. We also wrote to private lessors asking them to give consideration to their renters, kasama na yung mga and you know all those other, uh, even the utilities uh, for electricity, for water. So uh, we tried to coordinate with everybody. Uh, to make sure that during this time of community quarantine, especially during the enhanced community quarantine stage, that people didn't have to uh, you know, really pay the things that they couldn't pay at that moment. Mm-hmm. We also gave considerations for businesses to open. So uh, we looked at what the IATF set out in terms of what could open, and we really tried to maximize that. So we tried to be as considerate as possible. So, for example, uh, one business sent a message showing that, you know, in other uh, places, hardware stores were already allowed to open. So although that wasn't very explicit in the IATF guidelines, we thought about it, we consulted, and then we allowed them to open. So really, that uh, kind of giving consideration, maximum consideration for businesses and giving them that support. We also provided shuttles for frontliners and for uh, employees who were uh, going into work for the businesses that were open. So we gave free shuttles uh, all throughout the day uh, just to support them. So those kinds of things. So really just trying to show businesses and workplaces that we were uh, giving them all the support that we could.
0: How about you, Mayor Criselle, what were your priorities when you started to see how it was posed an economic and health problem?
1: Uh, Tabaco is known to be the Pajak capital of the Philippines. We have 1,000, oh, I'm sorry, 2,600 pedicabs. So can you just imagine, Samantha, that's 2,600 families that um, do not have um, any uh, means of livelihood when IATF ordered that all transportation, public transportation should stop operating. So the first thing that I thought about was how can we assist? How can we assist these daily age wor- workers or daily, age, w- daily wage earners? So um, when we prioritized our relief operations, we focused on the transport sector. I think the most affected sector. So, um, especially here in tobacco. So, um, we also um, were able to find ways to um, um, to find solutions to our farmers' problems. Our farmers were producing so much vegetables at that time. Now, that was in uh, March, April, and produce. produced. So the, the problem was lockdown on Metro Manila, they cannot bring their produce outside um, the Bicol region. So what we did was I, um, I made sure that uh, our relief operations centered on fresh produce, not canned food, but fresh produce. Fresh produce from our farmers and fresh produce from our fishermen. And uh, I also negotiated with the other LGUs to also use farm uh, fresh produce for their relief operations. And so what happened was our farmers in Tabaco City were in the foothills of the Mayon volcano. They were able to sell their produce to the LGUs. So um um uh, don sa farm produce. Um another big uh, factor was uh, face masks. Ubusan ng face mask, face mask sa mga uh, the mga stores na open, pati sa mga botika. So what we did was we um, contracted out the uh, labor for our home-based women sewers. Remember, walang graduation, no JS prom, and uh, wala silang work talaga for even, even, um, even before the actual lockdown in Metro Manila. So what we did was we contracted out the um, them to sew face masks for us. When Governor Alpichara of the province of Albay saw the face masks that our women were producing, he ordered uh, 50,000 pieces of uh, face masks uh, amounting to around 1 million pesos. So, napakalaking tulong noon para sa mga home-based workers namin who, who were uh, principally women And they were earning around $7,000, $8,000 for for the production of these face masks. And until now, we do still produce face masks for distribution to um, our constituents and to our offices and frontliners. Another intervention that we did was to connect the solo parents, who were also daily age earners, with our farmers. So, what they did was they opened Talipapas in the barangays. So, um, you are restricted no, from uh, moving, um, uh, moving for non-essential goods. But even the essential goods like food, no, vegetables, fish, and meat, uh, through the Solo Parents Organization per barangay, we were able to bring the markets to the barangays.
0: So Mayor Chriselle, I especially like how there were many different responses to cater different needs to the community. I think our response really should be like a one-size-fits-all. So I want to ask, uh, what were the other different ways that you adjusted your responses to fit the specific needs of the communities or other sectors?
1: We um, you, you are very right, Samantha. It's not one-size-fits-all. So we have um, special needs for special groups. For instance, we have our pregnant and lactating women. And uh, we cannot give them what we give a regular family with no pregnant and lactating women. So sa packs sa the relief package ng um, lactating uh, and pregnant women, we would uh, include vitamins. We would include um, um, not fresh milk, because we have fresh milk available da- during that time. But we had and mum, and for our for the maternal milk for pregnant women, because we really want to zoom in on preventing stunting of children. And so we knew that we have to start them when um, they are um, um, uh, still in their mother's wombs. So we also have a special um, package for the elderly. For the elderly naman, we focused on more protein and more calcium. So I think um, I am doing this, uh, Samantha, because of my um, background in nursing and public health. And nutrition is uh, really something that we have to address, especially in a pandemic, because we have seen that those who are affected by uh, the COVID um, the virus are those who are, um, uh, whose immunity are low. So if your immunity is low, then you are more susceptible to the infection. But if you are healthy and if you eat well, good food and nutritious food, then you are healthy. And so you are um, uh, not that susceptible to getting the infection. So. Um, Yes, it is a health issue, but we can combine both. no? Since the food is readily available here in Tobacco, we just have to um, provide our our constituents the um, healthy food that they really need to boost their immune system. So, um, ganun yung mga strategies na ginagawa namin dito uh, on nutrition. Um, other strategies would be to focus on the needs of our women health workers. Most of our health workers and social workers are women. So, um, hindi lang to women leaders. This is not just about women leaders leading the, um, uh, the LGUs, but also women leaders leading the fight against the pandemic. And these are our social workers who are mostly women, and our health workers who are also mostly women. And so we have to really uh, boost their uh, need to boost their immune system. So um, uh, we um, uh, give them uh, vitamins so that their uh, resistance ang nila, no? So Again, um, we focus on health as a way to um, uh, prevent uh, the spread of uh, the COVID uh, infection.
0: I you, Mayor Trina. I know there are a lot of initiatives being done in Ongyongan.
2: So uh, I think Mayor Chriselle and I have very similar initiatives and I'm very happy about that uh, because it means that you know, uh, these are uh, good and responsive initiatives. So, nga, very similar to what Mayor Krisel said, uh, also in Ojongan, we were also uh, ensuring that our relief response was tailor-fitted to uh, the needs of our constituents and certainly uh, very marginalized groups such as nga, mga persons with disabilities, uh, senior citizens, malnourished children. So. Our relief packs were customized to fit those sectors. So, uh, for the PWDS, for example, uh, we also uh, provided milk uh, and vitamins for them. For the senior citizens, it depends. No, so for the bedridden seniors, uh, we had uh, diapers, but also we we had also had milk. Uh depend sa pangailangan nila. Uh, We also made sure, for example, for the senior citizens, that they still had access to uh, their medicines and to basic goods. So we had um, an initiative where the senior citizens or the PWDs or pregnant women could call our office uh, and say that they needed to buy medicine because during the ECQ time and even the GCQ, they couldn't go out of their houses. So kung wala mautusan, hindi nila nila. So uh, they could call us up, they could call the hotline, and somebody would go to their house, uh, get the, the recetta, the prescription and the money, and then go to the drugstore or go to the store for them, and buy their essential items. So uh, there's, there was kind of a delivery service for them. And this was, of course, uh, free. And then to meet the needs of the farmers and fisher folks who, because of the restrictions, couldn't sell their products. So we had the agricultural technologists go to each purangay, uh, establish buying stations, and they would get these products. And so what we did was we included them also in the uh, relief packs that we gave to the different households. So it was a double-purpose thing. We were able to uh, ensure that economically they didn't suffer and their products didn't go to waste at the same time uh, these products help to uh, give more nourishing relief packs to uh, our constituents
0: yeah um i want to learn more about how you adopted directives from the national government to fit the situation in your area as well considering how you made all of these different initiatives i want to know how you were able to um come up with them. I know that a lot of them are born out of consultations with barangay officials and other stakeholders. Um, Maybe you can tell us more about that.
2: So whenever we would receive directives from the national government or the IATF, this was something that we would discuss with the uh, other elected officials, with my department heads, uh, as well as the other members of the Municipal Interagency Task Force. So. Uh, we talk about the directive, what was the spirit of the directive, and then how we could best fit it into our situation. Uh, for example, Ojongan is on an island, no, uh, Romblon Province is composed of different islands. So uh, there's the matter of transport and logistics. So when we try to look at IATF directives on how uh, these logistics would be managed, yung pagpasok pass of namanga trucks, pagpasok of namanga ships. Uh, and people from outside, you mga merchants, no? essential wares and all that. So, how we could best fit it to our situation. So, we always had these consultations and meetings with uh, truckers associations, with different groups, just trying to figure out how best to uh, adapt it to our situation. So, nagwork naman siya kasi nga, talagang it's really time-consuming and it takes up a lot of brain cells, pero you really have to do it. Because if you just take the directive and just apply it straight out, uh, you're not taking into account the different local factors. So talagang inisa-isa namin yan and then based on sa napag-usapan ng task force, yun yung aming in-implement. So uh, you also have to give a lot of support to your barangay officials because at the end of the day, sila yung pinaka uh frontliners sa barangay. So they're really part of the team that's implementing all these directives and all these guidelines. So you have to provide them the support that they need. Otherwise, uh, mahihirapan sila to implement it. And of course, the uniform personnel as well. So in short, to answer your question, it's really a lot of consultation, making sure you don't lose the spirit of the guidelines, but adapting it to your situation and providing support to the people who are going to implement it.
0: Mayor, Mayor Cassell, I know that for Tabaco um, you are part of a group chat with five other LGUs, right?
1: Right, right.
0: Can you tell us more about that?
1: Um, yes. How do the you area, that? Right. Um, the, the area development team is composed of six LGUs and Tabaco City is in the center of all of these six LGUs. So Tabaco City is the market. So, um, everyone goes to Tabaco to get their um, essential goods. No? But all of the LGUs have markets too. So, we, with this group, the ADT, we would plan together like what kind of colored quarantine cards should we issue to our merchants so that the people at the checkpoints. Uh, will not be um, will not have a hard time distinguishing no, so it's color coded so if you are a merchant and you're going to buy produce from tobacco you're colored pink so um, and even the market days and market hours they're also color coded so if it is uh, the turn of a neighboring municipality to go to market uh, in tobacco then uh, their cards should be for that particular market day. So um, it made it so much easier, um, and um, the, um, the the lockdowns, for instance. Um, now I remember very clearly when we had our very first positive, not in Tabaco but in a, a neighboring municipality, and we did not know what to do. Wala pa mga protocols. Nun. What do you do? Magla lockdown ka na ba? Uh, is it a purok? Is it just a few houses? Um, now we really didn't know what to do. And the people did not understand the, the, the infection. They thought that um, it was the kiss of death. That if you had uh, the infection, then you're a goner. Because they would also always stress that there is no cure yet to this um, to the COVID infection, and so when uh, a municipality in our district had their first case, no one knew what to do, and so um, as the uh, head of the the head of the um, the, head of the, um, the ADT, we decided we decided as a team that for one full day, 24 hours, no movement. So in a, in a way, Samantha, it was locked down. But um, it was not just to contain people or to prevent people from moving around so that we can do our contact tracing, but it was also to appease the people because they were really very insecure and very scared. They did not know what to do. So we needed 24 hours to just settle down and rethink. And then I think that was a very good move actually. Because after that 24 hours, when we um, uh, decided, okay, this is what we're going to do. So everyone was more um, you know, more comfortable, more, uh, less agitated, and uh, more focused on the work that has to be done. So um, I think uh, it is best to work with a team and, um, and uh, to consult the uh, people. But in terms of emergencies, no? Hindi uh, all the time, not all the time. You can uh, you can consult people. Uh, so there are also times that you really just have to make a decision. And um, uh, there were several moments that that um, I really had to make my decision. And of course, I have to be accountable for my actions as well. Um, remember when a uh, DOH first said that if um, the the symptoms are mild. Now, if the symptoms are mild, then it's just community quarantine. You don't have to be brought to the hospital. And so that very first positive case in a, a neighboring municipality um, was tested positive when he was actually in the barangay. And that caused a lot of fear. And it was not healthy at all no uh, grabe discrimination grabe ang turuan may batuhan pa ng bahay, and it was not good at all and so again as a group of mayors we requested the DOH through the governor and this was a, 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 a big uh, um, na forum no? uh, we requested that all those who will be swabbed should be in a hospital setting Okay, but then again, Samantha, that was in the beginning of this uh, pandemic when we did not know much about it. But now that people uh, know more about the infection, um, it is um, more palatable for those who are swabbed to even be, uh, to to still stay in community quarantine uh, areas. So, what I'm saying is that. the decisions of leaders should also be um, um, adjusted no, to the needs at that particular time, to the needs of their people. So, um, and now we have again adjusted and readjusted. So I think leadership is kahon na solution. In local government, we have more elbow room to move. And that's um, the best than with local government compared to national government.
2: I just want to add to that, uh, I think it's not just a one-way relationship where national government says, okay, these are the directives, you should all follow. So, Mayor Chriselle kanina when uh, they talk to DOH about, you know, that uh, they just hospital. So, it's similar also na we can have room to kind of uh, also let our thoughts be known to the national government. So, for example... Uh, the League of Mayors or the League of Municipalities in Romblon Province, we already wrote to the governor and the governor wrote to the uh, regional IATF uh, who then referred it to the IAT, the national IATF where we asked for uh, a temporary moratorium on the locally stranded individuals na umu-uwi. So we asked for a moratorium of two weeks just to be able to Deal with all the LSIs who are here at the moment. So, may ganun naman na uh, dynamics, na pwede naman magkaroon ng response ang, national go- ang local government, na sabihin sa national government, uh, excuse me, is it possible for us to do this differently? So, it's not just you know, a one way, uh, pagwaba ng directives. Uh, there's also a possibility for us to kind of uh, interact and interface with the national government on their directives.
0: It's so it's so outstanding to witness all these proactive responses to solve the community struggles in terms of the pandemic. I know a lot of people are struggling right now. And I just want to ask, um, what do you think are the different characteristics of a woman that you think lent a more effective approach in leading your community against the pandemic? Uh,
2: you know, this is not to take away from uh, really awesome male leaders because there are a lot of really good uh, male leaders as well and maybe it's not just you know uh, gender which is the basis for effective and efficient leadership but i guess uh if we talk about women leaders we could say that they're you know naturally nurturing and caring we were brought up by society to be you know nurturing so uh, i think we bring that approach to our leadership uh, we try to really look after the needs of our constituents and, you know, not just as a government, but you know, as leaders who care. Uh, I think that female leaders are also very consultative. Uh, we really try to get the, and, and hear the voices of uh, the other sectors so that we can provide a more balanced and wide solution. Uh, I also think maybe there's humility, you know, uh, recognizing that, we don't have all the answers, and uh, we should listen to others. So that listening part, right? Uh, because kababaihan usually, we're, we're, we've been reared na makinig tayo, no? So I think because we bring that to the table, we're able to have a wider perspective. And really, the giving of special attention to marginalized sectors, I think that's one uh, key component
1: of female leadership. How about you, Kisel? I couldn't agree more, ang galing ng pagkasabi ni Mayor Trina. It's not really about uh, the gender, no? But I think I have to agree with Mayor Trina that the women leaders are more nurturing. Um, and that is not because of our gender, but because of how we were raised in society, especially in the Filipino society, na ang babae ang nag-aalaga sa mga bata, ang mga babae ang nag-aalaga sa, sa, sa household. So because of that we it is acceptable na maging soft din kami, no? No hindi katulad ng mga lalaki na kailangan hard ka, kailangan ganto, no? Um na uh, ang mga babae pwede kami maging um uh, mag-stop muna and then hindi pa ako makagawa ng decision, makikinig muna ako sa gusto ninyong sabihin and then uh, i-digest ko muna yon and then I will make a decision. Pero sa lalaki, pakakahinaan 'yon. Kailangan hindi, kailangan magdesisyon ka kagad. ikaw ang Ikaw ang pinuno namin. So, um, in a way, mas mabait din sa amin ang society kasi babae kami. At um, uh, maganda yung sinabi ni Mayor Tina kanina na ang mga babae talaga, we are told to listen. Tayo, no? Pero we can speak out. No? Yun ang uh, kaibahan. Yes, we listen so that we can uh, understand what you are saying. And then, listen to what I have to say too. Because I think I have so much also to contribute. So, um, tama rin si Mayor Trina about humility. Napapansin ko, karamihan ng mga uh, lalaki ayaw magtanong. Kasi pag nagtanong ka, baka isipin, wala kang alam. Eh ako, nagtatanong ako kasi wala talaga akong alam. And because nagtatanong ako, marami akong natututunan. So I think uh, yun yung kaibahan na um I'm very willing to learn and I'm willing to accept that if it's something I don't understand then I will ask I will ask questions no Um must holistic ang approach yata ng babae sa development dahil na andoon yung psychological development um alam mo tinitutukan ko dito sa hindi lang yung uh, physical needs ng uh, mga ng aking mga affected uh, um, constituents, pero yung psychological needs, no kasi grabe yung post-traumatic stress syndrome, especially doon sa mga families na nagkaroon ng positive case. And sabi ko nga, I had three no? na may positive case. Grabe yung talagang stress sa kanila noon. And so, uh, meron kaming mga psychiatrists and psychologists na tumutulong sa kanila and we're very lucky because here in Tabaco, we we have our health facility our mental health facility so must holistic um naglagay hearts hearts to show social distancing so we call it social distancing hearts and uh, baka lalaki, hindi maglalagay ng puso. Pero kagandahan dun sa puso, sabi nung isang babae, pag nagtata, nag-aantay daw siya for the next customer to be, to be done at nakatapak siya sa puso, kahit isang oras siyang nag-aantay doon, ang feeling niya, nakatapak naman ako sa puso. Okay, so, yung mga gano'n, na mga baka kabadoyan sa iba, pero we can get away with it. Kasi <laughs> babae kami. And, uh, we can inject fun and humor and uh, ano sa mga ginagawa namin. Kasi gusto ko nga mas holistic. no Hindi lang yung physical, pati yung emotional, pati yung spiritual, yung uh, psychological na impact ng uh, COVID infection, eh dapat talaga ma natin. So, lagi kong sinasabi, let us export hope and not fear. So, with the right information and the um, and telling people, hey, we can do something about this pandemic, you are actually exporting hope. Hope that, you know, I am part of the solution. No, we have a problem, but we can solve it. Because together, we are the solution to our problems.
0: Thank you so much, Mayor Jean and Mayor yourself for joining us in this episode of Making Space. you actually learned so much. This was, this was such an inspirational, insightful discussion. So that's about it for this episode of Making Space. Listen to Rappers' Podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Samantha Bagayas. Thank you for listening.